thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. And we've started on a previous episode talking about our dominion and our authority in Christ. And if you missed the previous episode, go back and watch it. Because we always want you to tag on to a previous or a later teaching that's in the same series or topic because you can't hear it all or get it all in one episode, one broadcast. And so there's so much to say about these things. So we invite you, go back and watch the previous episode. But get your Bibles today and follow along with us and exercise your faith. You know, we read the word, we study the word, we feed on the word so that we can better learn how to be doers of the word. So it's the doer that's blessed. Thank God for the hearing because that's where it begins. But our hearing is to move us into doing. Amen. Amen. We've been looking at Psalm chapter eight in verse four. You can turn with us again, if you would. Psalms chapter eight, Psalm chapter eight. Verse four, it reads, what is man that thou art mindful of him? You're in the thoughts of God. Amen. Amen. You're never off his mind. And then it goes on and says, and the son of man that thou visitest him. Because we're on his mind, he visits us. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 He visits us through his word. He visits us through giving us a pastor. Yes. Amen. He ministers to our lives through that pastor. Uh, He visits us through what the Spirit of God would say to our hearts. He visits us by having someone, uh, filling someone else's mouth with with an answer for us. Amen. That's why it matters to have faith fellowship because God can visit you through words that they even say to you. That's right. So God visits us. Look at verse 5. Psalm 8 verse 5 says, For thou hast made him, God has made man, a little lower than the angels. Now the Hebrew there, the Hebrew word there is Elohim. It's not the word for angels. It's the word for God. Mm-hmm. Amen. So God himself, we could read it this way, for, for God has made man a little lower than himself mm-hmm. and has crowned him with glory and honor. God made man to have dominion, have dominion over the, over the works of his hands and has, and has put all things under man's feet. Amen. Amen. So that, that doesn't mean that you're to go and dominate over people, other people, but it means dominate over the circumstances of of your life. Things that oppose you, you are to dominate them And notice this, you're not to be dominated by that which you are to dominate. Amen. 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 You have dominion, but just because we have it, we have to exercise it. Dominion does not flow automatically. 
It belongs to us, but we have to exercise the dominion that he made ours. Amen. Dominion fits us. It does not fit us to be dominated over by things that oppose us. Sickness, fear, depression, doubt, lack. um, All of those things that the world is frightened of has no business dominating us. Has no business. Amen. And uh, being in dominion, it fits us. It suits us. But it doesn't mean that, if I could say this, we don't try to dominate other people and say, well, you can't tell me anything, I'm in dominion. No, someone who's in dominion, they listen to counsel. They listen to wise counsel. Well, we have divine counsel. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the Word. And we have those people that God puts in our life to carry the Word into our life. All of this is to help us in our exercise of our dominion. Our dominion uh, is part of our inheritance in Christ, isn't it? Uh, And we could say this, the name of Jesus is the master key that causes our dominion to work. So when you exercise your dominion, you say, in the name of Jesus. His, his, the, the authority of that name is what, what, is what activates yeah. your authority. Amen. 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 And I was saying this in the previous episode. If things in your life, in any arena of your life have gotten out of order, go back and refresh yourself in the truths of your dominion in Christ, of who you are in Christ, what he's made you to be, who he's made you to be, and exercise that, begin to, again, exercise that dominion. When we lay down our dominion, things get out of place in our life. So we can know this. If things are out of place in our life, dominion has been laid down somewhere. Pick it back up. I said, pick it back up. Every day, exercise yourself in the truths of faith and dominion. Uh, uh, Faith and and, uh, authority. Faith, dominion. Why? Because something's always trying to get out of place. Put it back. How do you put it back? With your words. You speak words that put it back. We were talking about some of these things uh, on the previous episode about how with parental authority, it, you can see that if a parent lays down their authority, how things in the family will get out of order. Yeah. Well, even so, if a Christian lays down their authority, uh-huh. things in their life will get yes. out of order. Yeah. Um, those of us, and I am so blessed to have been raised in such a sound, balanced home. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, we weren't always taught the th- some of the things I'm teaching you, but we still had, we still had a foundation that was in keeping with the Word. Right. Yes. And uh, we, we were taught the strong sense of right and wrong, what was appropriate. And my, my parents faithfully, consistently exercised their authority over the family. Yes. When someone has been parented well and they've seen, they've had a good example of a parent, it helps them to easily understand what I'm talking to you about with dominion and authority. Yes, yes. You see that. But you might be watching and say, Pastor Nancy, we, I came from a broken home. I came from a troubled home. I came from a home that things were not consistent. You know what? God will catch you back up. Yes. <laughs> you have the word. Yes. You have the word to help. So yes. don't think that your life cannot be as sound and as blessed as someone else just because of the home you were raised in lacked some right examples. 
The word is our example. And not only that, we, if, we'll, if we'll obey God and become part of a local church that he directs us to, we have that church family. Yes. At, yes. And it helps make up the difference of what we might not have been taught as we were growing up. We're growing up in Christ now and the word is bringing us into the knowledge of these things. So don't let your lack of experience or example from growing up hinder you exercising your authority and dominion as an adult. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you would go with me to Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to start reading in verse 19. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19, it reads, According to the working of God's mighty power, which he worked, wrought, or worked in Christ, when he, when God raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, look at this, far above, not barely above, but far above all principality, all power and might and dominion. So God raised Jesus far above all opposing forces. And then it says, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So what is he saying? Jesus as the head of the church, the head of the body of Christ, he was raised above all opposing forces. Yeah. But not only that, because the head was raised, the body was raised with him. Yes. Amen. He's letting us know that the headship of Jesus, the authority, the dominion that belongs to Jesus is going to be exercised through his body. Right. And we are the body. Yes. Yes. So the exact same authority and dominion that Jesus holds, the body also holds. Amen. He doesn't have one, one, one kind of authority and the body has a lesser uh, flow of, of dominion. No, we have this, the head and the body share the exact same dominion and authority. And that is over all principalities, all power, all might, all dominion, every name in this world, every world, all inclusive. Nothing is outside the realm of our authority and dominion in the sense of no devil is, is left outside that dominion. No opposition left outside. I don't care what it is. What the devil works against somebody else, not working against me. He may tear up other people's lives. He's not tearing up my life. And I don't care how much around my life or how many people that we see in society, how many reports we hear of things happening in their families, not in mine. Yeah. Not mine. <laughs> Why? Because my family has been raised. The family of God's been raised. We've been raised above all, all that. The, the flow of this world, we've been raised above that. Amen. Our life is not going to look like everybody else's in this world. Amen. 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 We forbid that. Amen. Jesus was raised far above all these things that opposed him. Why? Because all, none of these things were sufficient in the face of God's power. Amen. None of these yes. things were enough. Yes. 
yes. to win in the face of God's right. power. Amen. That's why God raised him far above because, yeah. listen, principalities, powers, mm-hmm. might, dominion, and every name tried to oppose Jesus' raising. Yeah. Now get yeah. that. They all, the, all, those, all those evil spirits, the powers of hell, when Jesus was raised from the dead, they opposed him being raised. They tried to keep him from being raised, but too late. The power of God brought him far above. Amen. You understand? Yes. Do you understand that all the principalities, powers, might, and dominion, they did everything within their, in their power yes. to hold Jesus from being raised. And you know what happened? Jesus was raised far above. Yes. What's that mean? These things that oppose are far beneath us. How they function, how they operate is so far beneath our authority to operate, our dominion to operate. So far. Amen. Amen. Ah, this is good. The word is good. Doesn't it just thrill you? I mean, like on the inside, just doing flips, somersaults, right? Now go with me to Ephesians. Let's keep going, reading a little further. Chapter 2. It reads but in verse 4. Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy. You know when someone is rich in something, they don't run out. Right. <laughs> but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened or made us, uh, quickened us together with Christ or made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that's what I was saying previously. When the head was raised, the body was raised. We share the exact same dominion and authority. We have a shared seat of authority with Christ. Jesus was raised and seated at the right hand of the Father. We too are raised and seated at the right hand of the Father. And notice this, it's not a bunch of chairs just lined up. We're in the same seat. Why? The body, the head and the body sit in the shared seat. That's saying, that's a seat of authority he's talking about. We don't have a lesser authority. We don't have, we don't have a, a weaker authority. It's the exact same because we share the same seat. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as I said, the head uh, exercises the authority on the earth through the body because the body is on the earth. Yes. Yes. Amen. The body of Christ. The head is to, the head, you know this, your own head directs the doings of your body. Right. It's all decided. It's all, the direction is all given from the head and the body carries that out. Well, how could the head with all the authority carry out what, what the head wants to accomplish in the earth if the body didn't have the the authority to carry it out? But we do. I said, we do. Adam lost the dominion and Jesus got it back. I love what my husband used to say. He said, Adam lost his saying. 
and Jesus gave us back our saying. Why? Because we exercise dominion and authority through what we say and what we do. Um, I, I, I love something that Dr. Lester Sumrall used to say. He said, put me in a room full of men that work in a company and I can tell you which one's the boss by how they carry themselves. The devil's watching to see how you carry yourself. Do you carry yourself as one in authority? Or do you, do you carry your, 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 your authority loosely? You better have, we, we need to have a strong hold yes. on our authority that we're bold to exercise it. Yes. That when the devil shows up, he knows what kind of, what, what kind of posture we're going to take. Yes. And I'm talking about a spiritual posture there. Amen. Amen. The devil does not want Christians to know that they have complete authority over him. Yes. That's why he challenges them. Yes. Because he wants them to question their authority and lay it down. And he thinks, well, because people will think, well, if I have dominion and authority, why is, why is this coming against me? The devil's trying to dupe you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's called, he's trying to deceive you. The Bible calls him the deceiver. Yeah. He's trying to deceive you into thinking your authority doesn't work for That's you. Right. Yes. So he will oppose and oppose and oppose. Yes. You show him how your authority works. Yes. Amen. 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 Uh, it tells us, uh, John chapter 8, and I'll just read it to you. John chapter 8, verse 32 reads, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You have to know mm-hmm. the truth. How do you know, how do we know if, we're, if we know that truth, if we're using it? Yeah. If, yeah. We're using it. Well, yes. if we're speaking it, yes. if we're acting on it. Yes. So Satan seeks to hinder the light of this truth because he knows that when believers learn this truth, he is done pushing them around. Amen. Hosea chapter four and verse six, you'll recognize what it says. It says, my people, God is speaking. He says, my people are destroyed. Look at this, for lack of knowledge. The devil's not mentioned. Yes, that's right, amen. Lack isn't mentioned. Sickness isn't mentioned. Attacks aren't mentioned. Why are we destroyed as believers? Lack of knowledge, not knowing what has already been given us, what has already been, what we've already been authorized with. Because if we knew it, we'd use it. And you say, well, I know it, but I've, I've just not been using it. Pick it back up. You, you need to be refreshed. If you're laying it down, you might know something, but you're not refreshed in what you know. Pick it back up, water that, refresh that. Amen. Um, there was one, there was one minister who he spent some time teaching a couple of years in a, in, um, a healing school at a ministry. And every day this ministry had what they called healing school. We have it here in our, in our ministry. And so other places will have something like that. But this man had taught in this healing school for a couple of years. And he said, every time we would begin teaching on authority and people that were sick because the people that were there in that class, they had to be sick to attend. It wasn't just open to the general public. It was open to those who needed healing. So they would begin to teach them how to take their authority over sickness and disease. And he said, 
many times we would recognize an increase of people being hospitalized at that time. Mm-hmm. Now notice that. Yeah. He said, because we recognize that when they go to use their authority, the devil would push back mm-hmm. because he wants them to, he wants, he wants to try to make them think their authority doesn't work for them. That's right. yes. So what does he do? He heightens his opposition. Yeah. Yes. Do we have scripture yes. for this? Well, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. Uh, The king made a a golden image. He called together all the leaders of the nation. They're going to bow. They're going to worship that golden image. Well, these men were covenant men with God. They were Hebrews. They weren't going to bow down before this image, so they didn't. And it made the king mad. (laughs) He said, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in the fiery furnace. When they didn't bow down, what command did the king give? Heat the furnace seven times hotter. What's What's that mean? Increase the opposition. Increase the opposition. Why? Trying to back them down from their stance of their authority. That they were not going to step outside of of their covenant. So what did they do? They just kept doing what they were doing. Right? They didn't didn't say, listen, boys, we need to huddle. Let's talk about this. They did not discuss it. Right. They were firm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, the devil may, may, uh, he may challenge your authority. Yes. Yes. Just be firm. Yes. Yes. Don't back up. Yes. Don't be swayed. Yeah. Just stand your ground. Yes. Amen. Yes. Um, it's like a child um, who has been running the household <laughs> because a parent laid down their authority. And a parent realizes, wait a minute, this child's been getting away with stuff. I'm gonna, we're going to stop this. You try to pick up your authority. They want to. They want to immediately say, "Oh, okay, you'll be boss now." After they've been boss, <laughs> they they get pushback, yes. right? Yeah. Why? Because they're used to being in charge. And so what do you do as a parent? If you had laid down your authority and you decide I'm going to pick it back up, you better hold on to it once you pick it back up. And you better put that child's behavior, words, actions in an appropriate place, right? It's the same thing with the devil. When he has been running people's finances, their bodies, their thought life, their marriage, their home, and you all of a sudden start using that, you pick up that authority, you start learning your authority, you pick that up. He's not going to just walk, he's not just going to walk up and lay down all his opposition and say, okay, you're in charge now. Right. He's not. He's going to try to hold on yes. to it. Why? To get you to back down right. because he doesn't want to back down. Yeah. But if you will hold on to it and you just keep going and you keep exercising your authority, he's got to, he's got to bow to that. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and we'll start reading in verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. Notice notice how active these words are. They call us to action. Be sober. Don't be mindless. Don't live unaware. What's going on in your life? What's opposing it? If a thought comes to you that troubles your life, say, wait a minute. That's fear talking to me. Wait a minute. Pay attention to the source of that thing. Don't be mindless. Be sober about what's coming against you. Be vigilant. 
What's that mean? You're watchful. That means you're consistent in your watchfulness. Watchfulness is the price of constant victory. If we quit being watchful, we'll, we'll lose a hold on victory in the sense of things will start getting out of place. But as we're watchful, that's the price we pay to be in constant victory or li- enjoying living constant victory yeah. is watchfulness, being vigilant. Uh-huh. Why are we sober? Why are we to be vigilant? Because there's a cause that we're to do this. The adversary, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. What's this mean? He's got a lot of noise. He's all about the noise. He's all about the noise. Why? Because you can easily hear the noise. Uh, Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. What's that mean? It doesn't say he pounces on everyone. He walks to see who would be a, who would yield. Who would he have access to? So uh, he walks about. When he walks by you, he needs to see the right thing. I love something that one minister, he was a, a leader a leading voice, a precious man of God in the, in the 1980s. He's gone home to be with the Lord since then. He lived out his life and went on home to, to be with the Lord. But he said years ago, he had a, he had a vision. And in this vision, he, he saw there was a, a neighborhood and there was a herd of demons walking down the middle of the road of this neighborhood. And there was, if I could say this, one ruling demon over all this, these others. And as these others that were under the authority of this other demon, they'd go walk down the street and that head demon would speak to the others, say, two of you go in that house. They'd walk a little further. Three of you go in that house. And he would assign them. And he said, as this as this." minister watched this vision. They passed by a certain house and every other house that demon was giving direction Uh go in. But when he came to this house, he didn't give any direction. Uh And a demon in that, uh, in that rank behind him asked that Mm -hmm. demon in the front Mm -hmm. and said, don't you want us to go in that house? He said, oh no, don't go in that house. They know the name of Jesus. Wow. See, they're walking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Walking yes. about, yes. seeking. Yes. He knows who has light. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Why? Demons are in the spirit realm. Yeah. They can see light yeah. in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. When you have light, they see that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they calculate <laughs> their chances yeah. <laughs> with you. That's why here it says, uh, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about. How does he do this? He has hordes, troops under him, Mm -hmm. evil spirits under him that, that he, they get, they, they get assignment from him. And when the devil walks by your life, walks by your family, walks by your finances, Mm -hmm. they need to know what they're going to face. 
They need to face your soberness, your vigilance, the exercise of your authority and dominion over them. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. You don't want to miss next time. And until next time, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.